Chapter Twenty Two, The Old Lady and Curdie. Up the stair, then they went, and the next, and the next, and through the long rows of empty rooms, and up the little tower stair. Irene growing happier and happier as she ascended. There was no answer when she knocked at length at the door of the workroom. Nor could she hear any sound of the spinning wheel, and once more her heart sunk within her, but only for a moment, as she turned and knocked at the other door. "Come in," answered the sweet voice of her grandmother, and Irene opened the door and entered, followed by Curdie. "You darling," cried the lady, who was seated by the fire of red roses mingled with white. "I've been waiting for you, and indeed getting a little anxious about you." And beginning to think whether I had not better go and fetch you myself. As she spoke, she took the little princess in her arms, and placed her upon her lap. She was dressed in white now, and looking, if possible, more lovely than ever. I've brought Curdie, grandmother. He wouldn't believe what I told him, and so I've brought him. Yes, I see him. He is a good boy, Curdie, and a brave boy. Aren't you glad you got him out? Yes, grandmother, but it wasn't very good of him not to believe me when I was telling him the truth. People must believe what they can, and those who believe more must not be hard upon those who believe less. I doubt if you would have believed it at all yourself if you hadn't seen some of it. Ah, yes, grandmother, I dare say, I'm sure you are right, but he'll believe now. I don't know that," replied her grandmother. "Won't you, Curdie?" Said Irene, looking round at him as she asked the question. He was standing in the middle of the floor, staring and looking strangely bewildered. This she thought came of his astonishment at the beauty of the lady. Make a bow to my grandmother, Curdie," she said. "I don't see any grandmother," answered Curdie rather gruffly. "Don't see my grandmother when I'm sitting in her lap," exclaimed the princess. No, I don't," reiterated Curdie in an offended tone. "Don't you see the lovely fire of roses, white ones amongst them this time?" asked Irene, almost as bewildered as he. "No, I don't," answered Curdie almost sulkily. "Nor the blue bed, nor the rose-coloured counterpane, nor the beautiful light like the moon hanging from the roof." "You're making game of me, your royal highness." And after what we have come through together this day, I don't think it is kind of you," said Curdie, feeling very much hurt. "Then what do you see?" asked Irene, who perceived at once that for her not to believe him was at least as bad as for him not to believe her. 